lies don't hurt nobody. Only meant to know yourself. All the white lies only get bigger. There go. And welcome to Let's Talk Native. I am John Gain, and uh, it is Saturday, September 14th. Uh, while this program may not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do encourage and in some cases start conversations. We don't do prayers and we don't do buffalo speeches. We take a tough look at our history, oppression, and survival. We talk about culture, the arts, politics, and identity. And we may step on a few toes along the way. But our real goal here is to bring people together by breaking down what separates us. We will take on the false narratives and provide critical thinking to all that is heaped upon us. And we do it all right here from the Cattaraugus territory of the Seneca Nation. So let's talk native. But first, let me remind people that you can catch our audio streaming live at www.letstalknative.com. And of course, you can find an awful lot more there. We've got photos, we've got videos, we've got uh, uh, audio, and we have links to the uh, to the podcast. Uh, we stream the live video of the show on our Facebook group page via Facebook Live, and it is shared from there. Our shows are available as podcasts on your favorite podcast platform immediately after the show, and usually by the next night, we post the video up on our YouTube channel, which is Let's Talk Native TV. I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast and and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way you catch not only what we uh, what we do here in studio, but our short-form videos and our, the shows we do back in uh, down in New York as well. All right, uh, I've got to address. Um, the, we're, we're coming. We're coming up in, on uh, what has been traditionally known, and I hate to use the word traditional there, but uh, as uh, as Columbus Day. And um, what happens with Columbus Day is they uh, they they've turned it into um, a lot of hype, a lot of mistruth, a lot of outright lies, um, and they celebrate a mass murderer. Now, there's been a growing movement to to change that day to Indigenous Peoples Day. And there have been towns and cities, states, you know, all over the country uh, that, have, that have changed that day to Indigenous Peoples Day. Now, we haven't had that kind of luck with Buffalo, but we did get the Buffalo School Board, the, uh, the Board of Education, uh, to address the issue. And what I want to talk about today is how they address the issue. It is... It is gutless. It is pathetic um, in the way they addressed it. And it shows a level of incompetence that is kind of pretty indicative of why the Buffalo School District is ranked so low and why it, its performance is so bad. I mean, what I'm going to talk about is the resolution that they passed. Now, the resolution is is terrible on a bunch of different levels. Grammatically, it's terrible. They they can't seem to get things like they can't seem to conjugate a verb uh, to know whether they're talking about in the present tense or the or the future tense. They've left words out, typographical errors, and this thing got distributed. So, I want to talk about this this resolution, um, and I guess I get get right to it. You know, when you pass a resolution, what you do is you you start it by saying, you know, who's doing it? The Board of Education. Um, and then you 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 format it with a bunch of whereases. You say, whereas, such and such, such and such, such and such. And you create a body of these um, kind of known truths that you 
that are you going to base a therefore uh, afterwards? So you're going to say whereas, and and in the, in the case of uh, what we've got here with the with the Buffalo School Board, and I'll, let me see, I'll pull it up here on my on my phone here. Uh, I've got a image of it here. Uh, let me see. I guess I should have been ready for this. <laughs> um, let's see where's the picture. Oh, right, there we go. <clears throat> All right, so this is. I guess I could. I could read the whole thing, but again, you've got one, two, three, four whereases, and then you have a therefore. Now I'm going to go right to the therefore, and then I'm going to back out into the where uh, where the whereases. And I know that's not the right way, but let me just read the therefore. Therefore, in order to honor our nation's indigenous roots, history, and contributions. Be it resolved that the second Monday in October shall be observed by the district as Indigenous Peoples Day and Italian Heritage Day. Wait a minute. What the, that sentence didn't say anything about Italians. It said, in order to honor our nation's Indigenous roots, history, and contributions. And then it just stuck on Italian Heritage Day. Oh, well, there must be something in the whereas that talks about the inter- uh, Italian people, right? No. There isn't. Now I'll go back because, again, the the absurdity and and you know you got to you have to pardon the the grammar because that's pretty that's pretty pa- uh, pretty pa- uh, pathetic too. So whereas the Buffalo Board of Education, the board, is committed to promote not promoting but to promote the well being and growth of every student in the district, and whereas the board is committed to closing. Now, this time they got the ing right, so they got the right tense with the verb, to closing the equity gap through its policies and practices wherever it may exist, and whereas it is recognized that indigenous peoples and nations of the land that would later become known as um, the Americas have occupied these lands since time immemorial, and the board desires to recognize the substantial cultural contributions of indigenous peoples to the city of Buffalo and the state of New York and the United States, and whereas the Buffalo, uh, or the board, I'm sorry, is committed to combating prejudice, discrimination, and institutional racism wherever it may exist, and is further committed to promoting awareness and understanding and good relations between the indigenous peoples and nations uh, and all other segments of our district. And then they go to therefore. Okay, so you did four whereases, and you never address why this na- date would be named also Italian Heritage Day. I mean, look, th- it's clearly you know related to the fact that it, it has been known as Columbus Day, but they never reference that, and they never make any case for calling it. You, if you're going to put a therefore, you're going to call it uh, Italian Heritage Day, you should explain why. All you did in the in the previous whereas is, is, is talk generally about racism and look Italians aren't experiencing racism, Italians aren't experiencing some equity gap. People of color are, Native people, Black people are. So you could you think generally, but no, what's then they, they, and they talk about specifically Indigenous people. They seem to ignore the fact that Buffalo is in the ancestral homelands of the Senecas. I mean that would have been a good thing to throw in there, but they didn't. And then they go to the whereas, and here's the crazy part about it is, for one thing, there's a there's a typographical error. It says, therefore, in order to, honestly, there's the, the two is missing, 
uh, to honor our nation's indigenous roots, history, and country, be it resolved that the second Monday in October shall be observed by the district as Indigenous Peoples Day and Italian Heritage Day. Now, you're not seeing this, or maybe, uh, I don't know if you can see, you see that. I've got it posted, and, and I'll post it again with this show. The only words that are emboldened in the body of this resolution, not Indigenous Peoples Day, but Italian Heritage Day. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. I mean, if you're an English teacher, you've already got, you know, one grammatical error, you've got a typo, and then some misuse of uh, emboldening just uh, Italian Heritage Day. And you've got a composition problem. You've you've made this 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 resolution this therefore based on on no facts behind it. These are the, the these are, this is the board of education. I mean, it's no wonder the Buffalo schools uh, you know schools are are so poor performing. So now and it gets a little bit worse because um, which shall be reflected in the schools school district. Ec- uh, electronic and printed calendars for the uh, 2000 or the 2019 and the 2020 school year. Well, the printed calendars have been printed. You're making this resolution at the, at the last week in August. Those calendars are already printed. You're not going to change the, the printed calendars. You're not going to go back and say, okay, well, we're going to change this day. We're not going to call it Columbus Day anymore. We're going to call it Indigenous Peoples Day and Italian Heritage Day. And and there's nothing in this resolution that suggests that it's going to go beyond the the 2019-2020 school uh, school year. I mean, so it's it it fails even there. I mean, it doesn't say that it will be for you know uh, you know from here on uh, known as uh, Indigenous Peoples Day and Italian Heritage Day. It just says for this school year. Uh, you know, and then then they do have a. a part in the uh, the end where they say resolve that the superintendent is directed to develop a community contest involving students to inform the board about the appropriate naming of the second Monday in October. Well, I thought you just did that. You just named it Indigenous Peoples Day and Italian Heritage Day. And the superintendent shall inform the board of its feedback during a work session during the course of the 2019-2020 school year. Well, if you're this is something you plan to do, it'll be over by the time this day actually occurs. I mean, it it just doesn't make any sense. One thing, and and here's the thing: we know why this is de- being done this way. It's because they're afraid of uh, of Italian backlash. You know, Christopher Columbus was not an Italian hero. For one thing, Italy, Italia, was a region. It wasn't a country. In 1492, he didn't sail. For the kingdom or the or the monarchy of a, of a, of Italy because it didn't exist, he didn't sail for Rome, he didn't sail for Genoa where where he was from. He sailed for Spain, and he didn't do this to advance and and lay the foundation for Italian heritage on this continent. He didn't. He did nothing for that. So the whole celebrating Columbus and Columbus Day is absurd anyway. I mean, it's just absurd anyway. But the fact that. Italian Americans have have turned Columbus into their their patron saint and their hero. I'm sorry, that's on you that you made this this, this mistake that you've selected. I mean, there are a lot of people that have you know Italian or you know or Sicilian or you know uh, background. You know, Leonardo da Vinci. There's uh, uh, Amerigo Vespucci. I mean, there's a lot of other people. 
The guy who actually sailed to North America, because that wasn't Columbus. They call him John Cabot, but it was Giovanni Caboto. He was Italian. As a, certainly more Italian than, than Christopher Columbus was. There are many people that the Italians could have been drawn to, but no, they, they, they picked this guy. And, you know, and they, they actually tie it to the Catholic Church, and they create this whole organization called the Knights of Columbus, which there was no such thing as Knights of Columbus, by the way. Columbus didn't have knights. You know, Spain may have had knights. <laughs> they called them conquistadors or conquistadors. They weren't, not, uh, but Columbus didn't have knights. With a K, that is. <laughs> I mean, this the whole thing is absurd. So in an effort for the school board to avoid some backlash from the Italian community in um, in Buffalo. And by the way, Buffalo already has like an Italian festival. So does Niagara Falls, Western New York, they, where they do, you know, look, they've got it. It's a food festival. It's a whole community-wide festival. They already have that. So they couldn't name this day Indigenous Peoples Day all by itself. They had to be gutless. I mean, I, I call it chicken shit, but that's really what it is. They had to be gutless. And in this whole resolution that is about naming it Indigenous Peoples Day, again, the only emboldened words in the whole thing are Italian Heritage Day. Now, what does any of the resolution, the, the body of the resolution, uh, resolution have to do with Italian Heritage? It doesn't have anything. The only reason they're calling it Italian Heritage Day is because Italians have been drawn to this to this Columbus Day, you know, debacle, farce, lie. That's the only reason. And and you know what? They could have been been courageous enough to put it in the resolution. Say, well, uh, whereas Columbus Day, um, you know, has been revealed to be you know all the BS that it really is, but uh, and and whereas Italian the Italian Americans in the in Western New York have used that day um, traditionally over or over the last century, because it hasn't been for that long, but over the last century to um, to celebrate their heritage. I mean, they, they could have they put something in the body of the resolution that would have explained why they're calling it a, a co-holiday, Indigenous Peoples Day and Italian Heritage Day. I mean, they, they could have, but they didn't. You know, and, 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 and this is... You know, th- again, it's it's pretty indicative of the shortcomings of the Buffalo schools in general, the board of education. You know, the whole bit. Now, this, I mean, this is absurd. And and again, it, it is. There are problems with the resolution. And I'm look. I'm only looking at a document. I realize documents can have flaws. I mean, you can have typos, and you can have misspellings, and you can have grammatical mistakes. But the body of this freaking resolution doesn't say that for hereafter the second monday in october is going to be indigenous people's day slash and italian heritage day it doesn't say that it makes it sound like it's only being being done for one for one year and they're going to do a contest that's going to take probably take place after the holiday you know or whatever and, and you know the whole thing is absurd so my my first comment is Shame on you, school board. I mean, I don't know who uh, there, there's names associated with this thing. I don't know who are the who are the the people that that were um, that sponsored this thing. Uh, Jennifer, oh, what a coincidence! She happens to be Italian. <laughs> uh, Macosi and Vice President uh, of Executive Affairs and West District Representative Paulette Woods. Okay, so the sponsor was Jennifer uh, Macosi, who obviously doesn't want to 
piss off her fellow Italians, or if that's if she's Italian or just married in Italian, I don't know. But um, I mean, it, look, this is it, it is it's pretty it's pretty gutless. It's shameful because as I share this and 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 I saw this shared on Facebook, as I share this thing, I'm getting all kinds of feedback that are saying, "Wow, that is pathetic." What the hell is up with that? What the hell's wrong with Buffalo? I'll, there's a lot that's wrong with Buffalo. And this is part of it. These are the people who are responsible for educating the children, the kids in Buffalo. I mean, and, and, and look, it'd be different if they could somehow boast that the Buffalo School District has some great numbers. They don't. I mean, they, they try to hang on every little thing that they can, uh, they can spin to be positive. But Buffalo schools spend an ungodly amount of money on a per student basis, something like $30,000 per student. I mean, that their budget, their school budget is extraordinary considering the failing schools and how much they're spending per child. Of course, look, most of this stuff is going into the superintendents, you know, I'll, you know, a, a lot of these, these administrators, not, not necessarily just teachers. I understand education is expensive, but you know what? You could send kids to, to an Ivy League school for the price that uh, that Buffalo is spending on a per student basis, and this is the nonsense that their board of education puts through. I mean, how poorly thought out was this? You know, and, and again, I don't know if this is the sponsors' work or the clerks' work or the secretary's work, whoever wrote this thing, but it's terrible. If this were turned in as an assignment, it would fail. And I, and I look, I challenge an English teacher to take this, even in the Buffalo School District, to take this thing, look at it and say, all right, I'm going to grade this thing. And say, yes, you've got, a, you've got some grammatical, uh, grammatical errors. You've got a, a typo. You've got a composition problem. You've got a lack of clarity. You've got no, nothing that backs up you know, this, um, the, your, your resolution based on the facts that you tried to lay out. I mean, it's terrible on every single level. And again, it's tied to the gutless nature of not just politicians. And look, board, uh, you know, school board members, this is where they stick their, stick their toes in to, to get involved in policy. The first thing that, you know, the, the lowest level of running for an office in, in a region is running for the school board. Now, I'm not suggesting that that's not an honorable thing to do. But some of these people have political aspirations. I mean, great. They had the last guy, uh, one of the guys that got booted off the board was, was also ran for governor. Yeah, Carl, you know who we're talking about. I mean, look, this is, I look at the, at these things and, and it's almost embarrassing because they could have talked to somebody. They could have, you know, the school board could have called in some native people. I mean, look, I, here's what I, I will say. When Lancaster was battling things like the, like the mascot issue, the Lancaster School District in, in Western New York here, their school board and their superintendent actually invited native people in to have a conversation with them so they would, could so they could have a little bit of you know cultural sensitivity training as it were and they and they and they benefited from it and you know ultimately the the Lancaster school district changed its racist you know slur of a of a nickname to to the legends and now they have a a knight as a as a mascot not a knight of columbus <laughs> they have a knight as a mascot um, and they're called the legends. But then the school board does something like this. And then again, I'm going to assume what they mean in this thing is that it's going to be called Indigenous People's Day on every second Monday of 
you know, of October. That's not just a, a one-time shot, but it's, it sure isn't clear from this resolution. And I don't know what they're going to do with the Italian Heritage Day thing. I mean, it's 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 printed in in bold print on the resolution, but then they they say they're going to have a contest to determine what they, what they're going to call the holiday. Well, that just doesn't make sense. I mean, I saw somebody said something. Well, this is you know something about fry bread and, and spaghetti. What are you going to call fry bread spaghetti day or what? I mean, I don't know what are you, what are you going to give it a one name that's going to encompass both both cultures. Which the again, there is no direct link between Italian heritage and 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 native culture. I mean, obviously there are paths of cross. You know, and again, for you know, even getting you know, not even talking about Columbus and the atrocities that that guy committed against native people in the Caribbean. But even as you talk historically, I mean, uh, um. You know the the Catholic Church, which is you know was was really dominant with uh, uh, with Spain and 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 obviously Rome. Uh, we had um, the doctrine of Christian discovery that came out of uh, out of the Vatican. I mean, we could call that a, I if we can call Christopher Columbus an Italian, we can I guess we can call some of these racist doctrines that came out of uh, out of the Catholic Church Italian as well. I mean, it's the same stretch, right? We have to do better, folks. I mean, and we have to just be intelligent here. I mean, and the crazy part is we, the indigenous people, the ones who were, who, who got called ignorant savages by Ben Franklin, merciless Indian savages by Thomas Jefferson, you know, less than human. We, we are the ones who got institutionalized in residential schools because they thought we had learning disabilities. They thought we were mentally challenged, that we were inferior genetically. In, you know intellectually so if i've got to tell you that you don't your english ain't good what does that say about you i mean you guys can do the research you guys can can read history the internet is available to everybody not just those of us who are who are you know looking for this information you know from from native territories try watching the film the Doctrine of Christian Discovery, The Doctrine of Discovery by Stephen Newcomb and uh, Sheldon Wolfchild. Try watching that. Then maybe you'd have a little bit more understanding about why trying to share a holiday with Italian Heritage Day and, and Indigenous People's Day is inappropriate. I mean, it's just inappropriate. And, and, and it has no correlation. In fact, you know it has no correlation. That's why you left it out of the body of the resolution. You knew it was inappropriate. That's why you couldn't put anything in your resolution. There's not a single whereas that explains why the school district would designate the same day they're trying to designate as Indigenous Peoples Day as Italian Heritage Day. I mean, obviously you're trying to do some damage control because you're afraid of backlash. Well, there's no courage there. You're not doing anything bold. (laughs) Of course, the only thing bold about this thing is the the letters you, uh, uh, the fonts that you use for... uh, for Italian Heritage Day. This is, I mean, look, there, here is, this is where, you know, the problem exists. We can't have an intelligent conversation about this thing. Or as people, we can't have a dialogue. We can't have a national dialogue on the issue. No, we can't, we can't even have an intelligent conversation about this stuff. 
I mean, why? Emotion. That's in there on this resolution out of fear. Out of fear of reprisal for stripping the Italian-Americans of Western New York of their Columbus Day. I mean, look, they do a parade and all that other crap, just like they do in New York City. I mean, it's it's absurd what they've done to transform this guy who committed murder, um, uh, kidnapping. You know, he he, um, he he brought. I mean, the first transatlantic ship, slave ship was was a ship that Columbus brought brought native people back to, to to Spain on, including little girls that would be used for sex slaves. That's Christopher Columbus. He gave young girls to his. Uh, to his sea captains because didn't have any money, so well, I'll pay them off in, in sex slaves. He chopped off the hands of people who would not produce for him. He disfigured them by cutting off their nose or the face. He murdered them. He had he fed babies to their to their attack dogs. He burnt them. He hung them. He crucified people, and then did it in some sort of twisted ritualistic. Uh, religious thing i mean he literally crucified native people to emulate you know jesus christ's crucifixion he would hang and burn people 13 at a time to represent jesus christ and the 12 apostles why who the hell knows but you know what they're not going to teach that on italian heritage day and they're not going to teach it on indigenous people's day either no we're going to ignore the atrocities. And we're just making everybody feel good about the stuff. And then wonder, geez, why does racism still exist? Why is this, why, you know, in your whereas about trying to close the equity gap? Why is there an equity gap? Maybe it's because you've taught history wrong for, you know, for a couple hundred years. You try to rewrite it. Lie about it. Look, I don't. I don't care if you if you put a holiday and, and, and you try to give us a holiday. And of course, you didn't really give us a holiday because it, it, it's funny. Because so, therefore, in order to honor our nation's indigenous roots, so you're going to claim to have indigenous roots. What? Because we were here. So our existence is your roots. I mean, there's even like a like an ownership and appropriation thing going on here. It's really kind of twisted. All right, we're at the bottom of the hour, so uh, we'll we'll take a break. We'll come back, and eh, we'll beat up on Columbus a little bit more when we go back. This is John Kane, and this is Let's Talk Native. So calm to me Blood in the water It's calm so naturally It's a gift from my mother We can't deny The day we lose it is a day That's the day we die Since his death, it should have never been. No more since his death. 
Thanks for coming back. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Hey, I want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank the Buffalo Board of Education. No, no, no just kidding. They're not really my, they're not really a sponsor. <laughs> no, I want to thank uh, Ross and Ali John at the RGE Family of Businesses. I want to thank Eric White and ERW Enterprises. And I want to thank uh, the folks at GRE for uh, for supporting the show as well. And look, I want to thank all of you who, who share the show, uh, share the podcast, um, Watch the show, uh, listen to the show, offer your comments and your critiques. And look, I'm, I'm ready for the critiques. I, I, you know, I find on, on the YouTube channel, you can comment on the, uh, on our YouTube channel, which is Let's Talk Native TV. And there, a few people are bold enough to, you know, to challenge me, call me out for, you know, various things. And, and look, let's have the debate. I mean, that's, look, I don't expect everybody to agree with everything that I say here. In fact, some people may not agree with anything that I say on, on this show, but it's about having the conversation. I mean, some of these things that, that I try to bring up, I try to approach it from, from a perspective that isn't already being shared. Look, you can go find talking heads all over television, all over the internet. You can find all kinds of stuff on there. If something strikes me, I'll share a meme of, if some, that somebody else has produced. But a lot of what I try to put on Facebook and on Twitter and, and on the show here is stuff that you haven't heard already. Perhaps a little bit different way of looking at something. It's still a native perspective. It's not the native perspective, but it is still a native perspective. And, you know, that's what we, that's what we try to do here. Because this is, this is what that critical thinking thing that I'm talking about. I mean, we have to have some of these conversations. So, hey, uh, um, fall festivals going on here in Seneca Nation territory. I want to, um, you know, give a shout out to those people who show up. I know last night the weather was kind of brutal and a few people, including my friend, uh, uh, Bob Delamonte and Tuscarora Woodworks, they had their, their tent destroyed. So, uh, you know, it's a beautiful day today. I mean, uh, it's a beautiful night out there. It's a, it's a full-ish moon. I know yesterday was a full moon. It was the uh, Friday the 13th full moon. But it's pretty beautiful out there right uh, uh, tonight. I mean, I'm driving in to do the show. 
Um, it's you know, it's it, those are the kind of natural images, the, the things that you you know you can just take a moment and, and reflect on. You know, again, power, beauty of creation. So, so there's. I just wanted to you know kind of put that out there. Um, look, we open up this show with um, Pappy John's band featuring Murray Porter singing "Little White Lies," and it's a perfect song to talk about what our kids are learning in school which gets back to the to, to the subject we're talking about here and it, look it is not upon it's not up to the school to you know to create holidays you know the fact of the matter is they're just changing the name of an existing holiday day they give off and the the, the, the thing that's important about this one it's the first holiday that the school kids enjoy it's the first their first day off i mean they start school in september i know some kids start early so they may have Labor Day off, but most kids start right after Labor Day. And the first holiday that little kids are, you know, are, are going to stay home from school on is what has been called Columbus Day. And of course, the lead up to that is filling their heads with lies. We call them little white lies. We can just call them white lies. They don't have to be little white lies, but, they're, but they are white lies because they are geared towards promoting white heritage in the, in the country. I mean... And I I can appreciate how the Italian uh, population uh, in the United States how they grabbed on to Columbus. I mean, Italians were persecuted when they when they first came here. They they suffered some of the same you know immigration bias that uh, you know <laughs> that they're now demonstrating towards uh, towards people in the southern border, people who are browner than them. And Italian people were treated as if they were brown people because they were darker complected. And they were persecuted. And in Christopher Columbus, I mean, they, look, uh, this was a, a name that was already, you know, there were countries and cities and, you know, the District of Columbia, the capital, the United Nations capital, named after, uh, you know, after Columbus in a, in a roundabout way. They could gravitate and grab something in the dominant culture, you know, sound familiar? In the dominant culture, however inappropriate it really was, because Columbus was not, you know, this symbol of a of italian heritage by any means again sail for spain because most people thought columbus was a nut and and justifiably so because he was wrong all right just just to back this thing up people think you know their their kids have been taught in school for years that columbus proved the world was was round that's bullshit that's not true i mean that's just a blatant lie people knew that there have been sailors sailing towards the horizon for you know for over for centuries actually. So there was no there were a few people who thought the, the Earth was flat, perhaps even at that time. Look, we still got morons who think the Earth is flat today. So I mean, yeah, there may be some people out there, and you know what? Christopher Columbus didn't solve the problem for the for the people who who are still thinking or or considered flat Earthers. There were also people who say, oh, he was a brave explorer. No, he wasn't. He was a merchant. This was about money. He was searching. He went to England. He went to other countries trying to get trying to get the cash. So he could so he could sail. And and he was certain that if he could sail west, he could get to the east. He could get to the Orient. He could get to India. He could get to, get to the West Indies. Or the East Indies, I'm sorry. He would get to the East Indies. And he would get there and make a bunch of money. He would find a shorter route 
for trade. That was the whole thing that, it, and and of course he miscalculated the, the entire size of the of the Earth, almost by half. Misjudged it by you know an ocean and a half and, and and a continent. I mean he 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 thought the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean were the same. I mean he that's what he thought. He didn't know that there was an and he and look he should have known, <laughs> but he didn't know that the you know the, that the earth was that big so he was wrong and i'll tell you not only was he wrong going into this thing even he never realized even at his death that he had not reached the the indies i mean he still he still thought those those caribbean islands were somehow just outer islands uh, i mean he, he never got made it to the to the the main continent of south america North America. So, I mean, he was he was a bad sailor. He was a bad businessman. In fact, he tried like hell to make his um, his voyage profitable, and at the expense of, of the native people that he came upon. One of the first things he noticed was how generous and how docile the people were, how peaceful they were. He made a comment that look these these people are so generous. And peaceful, we can enslave them all with about fifty men, and so that's what they did. They they forced them to to, to bring whatever things, whatever value they could they could muster to bring is that that Columbus could take back to back to Spain. He saw that they, there was nominal amounts of gold that they made jewelry out of, and he would sever the hands off of people who would not produce for him. I mean, it's, it, it, it really is among the most horrendous things, you know, in the history of mankind. In fact, the church officials who on one hand praised Columbus or really praised Ferdinand and King Isabella for, um, uh, for expanding Christendom, the, the Christian dom- uh, you know, dominion, is, as it were, by sending Columbus. I mean, because he did come upon lands that uh, that didn't have any Christians on them. They get, that's where the whole doctrine of discovery came. And, and so the, the Vatican, the, the Pope at the time, praised the king and the queen for expanding Christendom. But it still wasn't that profitable. So Columbus did whatever he could. He, 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 uh, he enslaved thousands of the native people, killed what may have been millions of them, and you know, basically d- d- destroyed uh, um, the culture. Tried to subjugate them into not just Christianity, but um, uh, under Spanish rule. And th- and of course, that Spanish rule would continue and go out throughout South America, Central America, um, and much of North America. And that's that's what Columbus is famous for. He didn't bring Italian heritage to uh, to any place, not the Caribbean, not to. South America, not to Central America, not to North America. He helped bring, you know, Spanish heritage and the ugliest form of Spanish heritage. And But as I was saying, the church folks who actually traveled and, and made the trip and, and went to some of these, these colonies that, that Columbus had set up, they were mortified with what they saw. Even though the church advocated slavery and, uh, and dispossession of land and property and everything else, the the savagery 
the the heinous nature, the, the, the crimes against humanity that Columbus and his men were responsible for, um, church officials, Bartolome de la Casas, wrote, wrote of it and, and just wrote about the just the just unnecessary, you know, bloodshed, the savagery, the, you know, the inhumane treatment of, of a people. That's what Columbus was responsible for. Columbus actually went back to Spain um, in chains on, on one of the trips back. Because his own people turned, you know, his own crew turned on him. Now, this this is not a guy who deserves parades. He doesn't deserve cities being named after him, or you know, or Canadian provinces, or, or anything else. This is uh, this is a guy who who really, if you were to do some sort of post mortem, some after the fact, you know, trial on crimes against humanity. He would be found guilty, no questions asked. And and how do we know all this stuff? We know it because not only did the, the church officials like Bartolome de la Casas and some of the other the bishops and the um, and, and church folks write this stuff down, but Columbus wrote it down. His own men wrote wrote some of this stuff down. They wrote about being given little girls to you know um, that they could beat into submission into submission and turn them into performing women, as uh, as his crew members would call it. I mean, so this is this is what what it's all about. Look, I'm showing a film, and and I should do a screening. In fact, I'm probably going to work one work a screening out with uh, Burning Books uh, in Buffalo, um, of uh, even the rain. We're doing a, a screening of it in uh, in New York City at the end of this month on the 26th uh, of September. Uh, that's a, that's a Thursday, and it is a it is really a, an incredible film, and it's a film that that kind of layers things, and and I say that because. It's not a documentary, but it's a film, and the plot of the film is is a crew making a film about Columbus. I mean, the truth of Columbus, the 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 atrocities. But at the same time, the film crew is mistreating the indigenous people um, and, t- and exploiting them and taking advantage of the indigenous people that uh, that are in the film. And while that is going on, there's also a battle over um, over water. And in fact, water is life is one of the lines in the in the, the film, and of course, one of the lines in the film is even the rain because they were trying to stop people from doing rainwater catchment, and we've heard about heard of that before too. Um, they were trying to um, uh, turn uh, take all the wells and, and put a pipeline through where where people would be charged for water who normally who, who I frankly didn't have money for water, but certainly didn't have. Um, uh, you know, the resources. These are people who are paid dirt poor, including by this film crew. But it's a, but it's a great film. It shows great character development. But it, it it gives some truth, not only to the atrocities of Christopher Columbus, but the legacy of those atrocities, which bear out even as people are trying to tell the story. Even if people are trying to say, well, "Look, we want to tell the story of the atrocities," and we're but we're going to be abusive and exploitive in the process. Why? Because of the embedded racism. Because of the equity gap. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, um, that the Buffalo School Board thinks they're going to close with by having this you know cohabited uh, holiday on the second Monday of October, at least this year. The reason for talking about Christopher Columbus is to change the narrative. Look, we're not. And look, I you know I, I have a T-shirt that says "Get Over." I wore it in New York on my last show. If you didn't get catch it, because that's what we're told. 
We're told to get over this stuff. Well, how do we get over it? You're still teaching that crap in school. You're still teaching this crap to little kids that Columbus in 1492 sailed the ocean blue and given this this happy little narrative that most of it is not true. Discovered America? No. He discovered, or he came upon, a couple of islands in the Caribbean. Never even made it to the main body of the continents, North or South America. Never made it there. And the legacy of Columbus, you could argue that America, the beautiful, is the legacy of Columbus, and it is, but it's not. Columbus's legacy is slavery, racism, genocide, um, misogyny. I mean, all the things that, that we're still battling today. So when you say get over it, how do you get over something that continues? How do you get over the fact that, that Native women, 50% by, 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 again, one of the estimates, 50% of all Native women will experience some sort of violence, including sexual violence. 50, one out of every two women, Native women. It was a rape culture that Columbus brought to the, to the Caribbean. And it still continues today. So don't tell me to get over it. Because it ain't over. How do you get over something that continues? Native people are still suffering from the legacy of Columbus. The United States has built upon that legacy of Columbus. The abuse of Native people. The enslavement of Native people. Yeah, Native people were the first slaves in, uh, in, even in North America weren't necessarily the ones that came on that, those ships in 1619 that people want to talk about. Native people were already being enslaved. And it... It may, they may not have been big on the slave trade, but they're already being enslaved. And by some estimates, Native people were still being enslaved in the, in, the, in the 19th and the 20th century on the West Coast. I mean, they were, maybe they weren't calling them slaves, but their lives were tantamount to slavery. Dave Shango, the, the archivist, the, the guy who heads up the museum down in, um, in Salamanca, Allegheny Territory. I did a, an event with him, and he he said, you know, in, by his estimation, it wasn't until um, 1924 when native when when slavery ended for native people. I don't know if that's entirely true, but and he's basing that 1924 on the Citizenship Act, where native people were declared to be citizens, which is again another you know subjugation of native people. I'm not sure that those those native people who are being exploited on the West Coast. You know, the, the moment they passed the Indian Citizenship Act, stopped being exploited. Look, slavery, even when it ended in the United States, would continue on, on many levels because of poverty, because of Jim Crow, because of the racism that still exists in the, in the United States. That's, that's just a matter of fact. We could argue that, you know, the, the poorer you are, the more enslaved you are, especially if you're, if you're the working poor. We could argue that, that some of those very immigrants that are persecuted, especially uh, illegal immigrants as, as they are called, which I think is uh, you know a bullshit term, they are working essentially for slave wages. And that's a real thing, by the way. I mean, when we say slave wages, 
I mean, Thomas Jefferson was an incredibly efficient slaveholder. He did he created his own little spreadsheets to determine how much food or how little food, <laughs> I should say, he could feed his slaves without diminishing their their production. He knew how to create a essentially a working business model for slaveholding. Oh, he was efficient at it. Uh, he even managed to, you know, turn, uh, convert a few of them into sex slaves. He even produced, and when I say produced, I mean fathered some of his slaves. Yeah, by having children with 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 a slave, he he had sons that were slaves too. Now he treated those slaves a little bit better, but you know it's a, it's a funny thing. If you even if you love your slaves you're still a racist because you have slaves <laughs> by definition it i mean racism doesn't mean that you have to hate the people that you think are below, beneath you racism is about power and hierarchy it's about superiority it's about controlling and having power over people beneath you that are only beneath you because of the color of their skin so you can treat your slaves uh, relatively well and still be a clear, unabashed racist because you have slaves. This is the, I mean, it, what's, what's incredible to me is we still don't teach kids in school what racism means. There are, there are millions of Americans White, I mean, see, white people don't know what, slave, what don't know racism is. They're ra- they they might be the racists, but they don't know what racism is. They think racism is just merely this this um this notion that um that races don't get along, or that because somebody is determined with you know a delineation of race, that if black people don't like white people, oh, they're racist. Oh, no, that's not what racism means. You know how many times I get called a racist because I because I say something like uh, the Washington team football team's name is racist, and those who promote that and 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 are enamored by it and and love that or or, or that name, whether it's your high school or your college or, or or a pro team, that your advocacy for the use of a slur is racist. Now, does that mean the person is a racist? Well. If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, you know, quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. But I mean, I mean, some people think that they, well, no, there's nothing wrong with rooting for the Washington R words. That doesn't make me a racist. Look, if you're rooting for the team, it's one thing. But if you are in love with that name and you refuse to acknowledge that that name is offensive to the people it's referring to, yeah, that's kind of racist. See, Racism is about power. And it's about a controlling, you know, the, a dominant culture being able to lay the groundwork, being able to call their football team a, a racial slur. See, somebody who doesn't have power can't do that. I mean, people who aren't empowered can't use offensive language in, amongst the people who, who say offensive language is wrong. And it's only a certain group of people who can determine what is right and wrong. Marginalized people can't. The sl- 
Black people couldn't convince white people that slavery was wrong. Slavery didn't get abolished until white people determined that it was wrong. Black people always knew it was wrong. Native people always knew it was wrong. The marginalized people don't get to determine what is what is legal and illegal. A dominant culture does. That is why they say racism is systemic. The system supports racism. Black people can't be racist. They can be racially biased. Native people can't be racist. Why? Because we don't control it. We don't control the population. We don't control the game. We don't control the system. We, even if we have some aversion to white people, it's not because we think we're superior. We don't look at white people and say, oh, they're, they're, they're genetically inferior to us. No. Uh, if, we're, if we're told through most of our lives, never trust a white man, that doesn't mean that, that we think we're racially superior. It means that we can't trust them. Now, if people earn their trust with me, then they earn their trust, regardless of their, of their, of their color or their, or their race or their ethnicity or their diversity. But I do know that people who have power, and that pretty much is white people, abuse that power. That's why Native people today live in abject poverty in most of the Native communities. That's why Native people have the highest unemployment rate on their territories. Why? Because the system around them, nobody cares. The The power brokers in the United States are okay with black people being on the bottom end of uh uh, of society, of the economic scale, and Native people being be, be beneath that. White people are okay with the fact that there's a disproportionate number of Native people and Black people in prison. They're okay with the, uh, that there's a disproportionate number of Native people and Black people who are killed by police. I mean, look, maybe they're not completely okay with it, but they're kind of okay with it. Because they don't do anything to change it. And they are the ones who control that. Look at the look at Congress. Look at the Senate. It's pretty white. Look at the president's cabinet. It's pretty white. Look at the presidents. Yeah. Pretty damn white. Even the one black guy was half white. So they only out of out of 45 presidents, <laughs> only one was half black. And you know what? He wasn't even black in the sense of a of a of a, a black person who whose culture. I mean, his his father was a was was a, was a Kenyan. He wasn't of the slave you know trade you know black people in the United States. And look, I'm not. I'm, this isn't about measuring his blackness, but but he didn't have the same. He didn't even have the same uh, history. That, that black Americans have. I mean, he had to still experience some of the racism and his, and his wife and his, and his daughter still are going to have to. But you know what? They're doing pretty good. They're, they're, they're going to be just fine. And, but most black people, most native people are still going to struggle. They're going to struggle in a society that is still has their system rigged by white people that is still inherently racist. You know, and, and the fact that we see, you know, white supremacy and white nationalism 
percolating so uh, so strongly today. Why? Because white people are getting desperate. They're afraid of losing control. Look, it was a real shock to the system when uh, when, when uh, uh, Barack Obama got elected twice. And the and the 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 right, the political right, they were alarmed that white people even voted for him. Because look, you can't get elected in the United States to any place for anything if you're not if you don't have white people. I mean, if you if you were if you're black running for office, you still need white people to vote, vote for you. If you're native, Deborah Hallen, Sharice David, native people didn't get them elected. White people did, and all the ones who fail in their bid for running for office they fail because they don't get the white vote that's the system that's racism so uh, again I've got to close by saying shame on you Buffalo Board of Education you failed in your attempt to do something that you thought was some bold you know courageous move it wasn't it was gutless and it was shameful We'll see what you do with it. I don't suspect, I don't, you know, I'm not optimistic. But there are those of us who are still going to fight against the celebration of Columbus Day. And I guess, in a way, that kind of got mitigated here. But the fact that you would turn it into Italian Heritage Day without any explanation on why, eh, that's pretty godless. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. Um, You can check this show up and, and its podcast if you caught just the end of it and you want to catch it again. Um, it will be on Facebook. Uh, it, it's live now, but it will be a was live show afterwards, and we'll put it up on our YouTube channel by tomorrow night. So uh, check us out and uh, share the show, share the website, share the podcast, and share the uh, the YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Yahweh.